presented by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Tonight's show is also brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Nation, welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the President's Lodge for another week of BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We are brought to you by Ken Garf, Nisa, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. We are live on KSL News Radio. We are live on BYUCougars.com slash live radio. We are live on the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and we are on Facebook Live via the BYU Football Facebook page so you can hear us, you can see us, and you can talk BYU football with us until the top of the hour. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, my color commentary colleague, the Arvada Flash himself, and the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake here, and our player guest tonight, joining us a little later on is linebacker Fred Warner. So Fred coming on a little later on in the show. And the Kalani, first up, I just got to say, uh, it's a tough loss that you guys took on the weekend, but when I opened the seat request link for this week's radio show, it filled as fast as any week we've ever had the seats fill up, and uh, that's because people still support you and the program and look forward and look ahead and know that lessons were learned and you get the chance to open at home this weekend against a great team in UCLA, and people are fired up. I know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up, too, to be home and uh, really appreciate the fans. And I hope they know that, um, you know, just speaking for our team, they're, they're really excited and uh, they can feel the passion and the energy from the fans and they're going to feed off of it in Provo. So we're excited to, to be here Saturday night. Last Saturday was a hard night, but you right away were, were trying to set the tone with the, the guys and the fan base that, um, you know, we're, we're already moving on. It's something you hope to, to, to take lessons from and get ready to play better the next week. Yeah, and I think that, um, I mean, that's, uh, you know, overcoming uh, hardships uh, is a difficult thing to do, and there's really no game plan to it other than getting to work. And um, I just wanted to let our guys know how how much it hurt to lose that game, but we can't dwell on it because we can't let it affect the game this weekend. And so as much as we wanted that game, uh, first for our players and for our fans, I mean, that was... We really wanted it for the fans, you know, but uh, we'll have an opportunity to have them at home next year, and um, we're going to look, 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 we're looking forward to that after the season's done, and so, um, yeah, it, it didn't go as well as we wanted, but uh, I think we learned a lot of things, and I think we can become a better team from it, and that's what we talked about, uh, not dwelling on it and moving it on, and, and I'm, I'm a... I'm a positive person, so I think you can overcome hardships by being positive and moving on and and uh, overcoming a lot of those issues and, and uh, hopefully you know not experiencing that again. Coach, I had my fan text me this week. I only have the one. No, actually, <laughs> I, some of my old teammates, you know, we, we talk about it, and uh, they all commented the things that I was uh, pretty impressed with and the things that they were sincerely uh, liked was the passion that was displayed by you and the team in that football game. Now, of course, it is that rivalry game, but uh, I think that there was a pretty good showing of uh, how those guys and you are so uh, involved in trying to make every every game a success. Yeah, and I th- I, I'm really proud of the guys and the way they played. I think the the fans could be proud of the way that they played and the way that they handled that game. They're they're poised, and um, even with the first play. Uh, being a, a huge knock on us, you know, um, those guys were able to regroup and um, get back to it. And 
Um, I, I thought the demeanor before the game, the week leading up to it, our guys were relaxed and they're looking forward to the game, having fun. And so we weren't tight at all. <clears throat> and, and then I was really impressed with that. But, um, you know, uh, obviously you everything gets judged on the win. And so, uh, you know, for us, I, I think that there's a lot of good things to build on. But us moving on and, and trying to be positive doesn't mean that we're satisfied with losing. You know, nobody's happy about losing. But I think that... Um, I've said it before that, that your life is 10% of things that happen to you. The other 90% is how you react to it, you know. And so um, uh, whether it's a win or a loss, you have to overcome it and you have to be able to be yourself. And I thought with well, those guys uh, coming out of the locker room, is important for them to go and appreciate uh, the support they have both from the fans and from their family. And, uh, you know, when they came out of the locker room, it's okay that I just wanted to make sure that the their families got their son back and, and their husband or some of them, their their sibling, you know. And so that was important for us and leave all the heartache and the pain in the locker room because it's important for us to move on to the next the next game. And I think this game in the past has always been the last game of the year. So you exhaust everything and then you sit there and dwell on it, whether it's a positive or a negative, and we don't have time for that. And I've, I've been on the other side of it when I was at Utah and have, having the win and being elated about it and then falling flat on our face the next week and that's what the the, the rivalry does that does that to you because of the past and how it's always been the last game of the year now we have to move on with to get get going to the next game because it's you know we still have a lot more games to play coach how are you dealing with being the head coach you know the pregame before the game and how you adapt and everything it's certainly different for you and uh, have you adjusted do you think two games in i hope so i mean i i don't I don't. I'm not the one making the plays. I'm the one getting penalties for some reason. But uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I joked around. I I shouldn't have done it because I told Tanner, you because they they warned me that Tanner got a got that penalty and and, and I said Tanner, you might be the because if they got, he got one more, he was kicked off, got kicked out of the game. So I told Tanner, you can't get one more because if you do, you're getting kicked out. You'll be the first player that never played a play that got kicked out of the game. <laughs> and so after I got my penalty, I looked at him. I said, don't even come to me, <laughs> you know. Um, but <laughs> I should just shut up and just, you know, keep going. But I thought it was important that our guys know how I felt that they were robbed. And, um, you know, that's my opinion. I'm always going to fight for our players. And as a coach that that's that's what you have to do i, I really believe in you know going into that play um you know they said that the ref says it's going to cost you your team it's going to cost your team and i said no the team's got my back and so they'll make a play and so when francis made that pick that's what happens you know you get each other's back and things happen like that and then we punted out of the end zone and got the fumble return yeah and so um I think it's okay to back each other, especially when you know that you're right, you know. And um, so in this case, I felt like I, I want to support Kai. And he's worked so hard in his senior year now not to have the opportunity to play the first half against UCLA, the home opener. I think yeah. it's I think it's sad. And then, um, you know, so, I mean, that's he's a senior, he's a captain, he's a leader, and he was having a great game. So, anyways, yeah. we'll move on and stop thinking about it because it's bugging me a little bit yeah <laughs> on those on those plays you mentioned uh, francis making the pick and then the, the muff uh, the modern vernacular is ball don't lie i think is what they say uh, yeah that one uh so i had somebody tweet me this and and it's not you're not going to be able to see the picture very well but somebody tweeted me a picture of, of kalani with one of the officials on uh on saturday okay so kalani's showing some passion as as coach referenced a minute ago 
And he says, Coach, I'd like to get a raise at work. Any chance you could come and speak on my behalf? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to get him a raise. They have to remember I got a penalty for it. So, uh, Yeah, I, I mean, if anyone needs my support, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for them. As we, as we head to break, what are, what's some, one thing you thought the team did well enough at Utah to win the game? And what's one thing you really wish you could have done just a little bit better to get out of there with the W? Um, I was really uh, impressed, like I said, with their poise. Uh, I thought we played relaxed. I thought we played a clean game. Um, they weren't complaining about what was happening with the refs and missed face mask and all this stuff that was going on. Um, Which and I there liked was it. one. Yeah, and, but I mean, that's that's. Yeah, I, know. I just liked how they weren't worried about it. They were just playing and they had... I mean, they they were all about the game. And, and I thought they were really enjoying the moment, you know, being in... Uh, even being in Rice Cycles, I think they're enjoying being there together and um, trying to entertain as many of the fans as we could get. You know, they're, they're really positive, and uh, I, I really look forward to when everything's clicking as a team and how dangerous we could be. What didn't go the way you wanted it to go beyond the last play, of course, which everyone talks about? But I don't know. I just it, uh, I think we had some missed opportunities uh, with mistakes. You know, uh, we, we were able to force some early turnovers and didn't take advantage of them. Um, I think we faked the field goal and end up kicking the field goal anyways. Yeah. And so I thought about faking it again, but <laughs> for the <laughs> at the end for the two pointer? No, 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 no. After the when, first fake, yeah. the core. I thought if yeah. we could yeah, get away with another fake point. field goal, then it might, you know, that. But I, I, you know, didn't want to take the risk, and I don't know how many times the same fake could work. But <laughs> the first one worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, our guys executed it well, and uh, Mitch and, and and Corbin did a great job, and Coach Lamb taught him well, and. We're going to be aggressive, you know. Um, always going to take advantage of it. And then in the, in the end of the game, you know, I just thought that we, we could have taken advantage of more opportunities to put points on the board. And, um, you know, mistakes, once again, cost us. Uh, but this time, it last week it didn't cost us the game. This one it did. And we can't have that hap, uh, show up anymore. All right, BYU 1-1 one and one as they welcome in 1-1 one and one UCLA this Saturday, the first home game of the Kalani Satake era. Tonight's bro- program is brought to you by the Ken Garf Nissan Honda and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway, where they love the sounds of Cougar wins and the voices of satisfied customers. We're heading to break here at the Lavelle Bridge Stadium, President's Lowe's. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. Back at the Lavelle Edwards Stadium, President's Lodge for BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Garp Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. It's BYU's home opener, the Cougars and the UCLA Bruins. A late kick this Saturday, 8.15 p.m., 6 o'clock for the pregame. Coach Satake in the first segment to referencing players who will not be able to play in the first half against the Bruins. Uh, Kai Nakua and Austin McChesney on targeting ejections this past Saturday at Utah. I read from the rule book a clause that only applies to games in which instant replay is not used when it is adjudicated by instant replay and they've already made the call the call Kalani unfortunately is final there is no appeal BYU in the past in different circumstances was able to go to national overseers on different things but not this time that's probably too bad because I thought you had a really good case on Kai it seemed like he did everything you would teach a guy to do to not get level with a targeting foul yeah and, and my understanding is that it's on a um, defenseless player and the player saw him and ducked so he yeah. wasn't defenseless in my opinion and I'm not gonna 
complain about it other than the process of appeal that once it's done in the game and, and the, the odd thing to me is that while they were trying to decide or not if it was targeting there was a clock running on a running clock and, and trying to let them know how long it was taking and so uh, i think there's a human element in the in officiating a game and so there's got to be one in looking at the re re replay especially when there's a time limit and they're trying to rush it and i think that that's when you're trying to decide a young man's um, future as far as his playing ability, I think that why would you make that decision final on Saturday night when you have a whole week yeah. to review it even more and have more eyes on it? And then we don't have we don't we don't have that protocol, so there's not even that ability to do that in this time of age, in time and in, in, in age now in 2016. We can't do that. You know that the, it's final on, on Saturday, and uh, the rest. You know, you have to sit there a whole week later and just have to live with that decision. I think that's wrong, but uh, I, I hope that more, more coaches would want them to review it and review it more often. You know, that what, what do you have to lose, Coach? Uh, in recent history in college football, forty-two point seven percent of two-point attempts are good. They are successful. And so 42.7% is a pretty good, I think that's a pretty good number to take a shot at that. Uh, can you kind of explain, though, just what your thinking was as to how you had made that decision before the drive and you knew you were going to go with it? Yeah, I, I, I thought that um, our defense was on the field for a while. That really had didn't have anything to do with it other than felt compelled to tell, you know, me and Coach Lamb were talking about it, just felt really compelled to tell the uh, the players, the offense, that when we get when we get in the end zone, we're going for two. Um, wanted them to know that we're going to go for the win. And looking at, at the issues that we had on the team, um, Jamal wasn't available for, for overtime and for that last drive. And you had um, two DBs that you're down, you know. I mean, our defense was fine, and they were, they were rested. And um, I thought Jake was kicking well, but, you know, he hasn't been in an overtime game, but he's kicked for a game-winning type of game. And, you know, I just thought, hey, our chances were on the three-yard line. Why not give it a shot, and why not make that claim? And if you watch when we scored the touchdown, the players stayed on the field because they expected to yeah. go for two. And, you know, I thought it was a good decision. Um Taking all, taking into account all the issues with Jamal and the two DBs not being in the game, and um, you know, uh, looking back at it, we'll probably evaluate a little bit more. But had one of those things not, if Jamal was in there in the game still, then you know maybe that would have changed it. But in this instance, we thought it would be good to go for it. When you went back and looked at the play afterward and had some time to settle down with it, what did you see and not see from that particular uh, play in the uh, in the two point uh, attempt? Well, um, Taysom made the first guy miss, which was good, but we had some breakdown on the other, um, whether it's blocking or um, guys not running the right route to basically occupy the defense. He couldn't get, he couldn't break th uh, through on the next line. And um, usually Taysom will be able to figure that out. But um, we didn't execute it well enough, and, and um, you know, we're. I think we had some options on what, what we wanted to do in the two-point play, but I trust Ty, and I told Ty that, you know, that was a good call, and don't second-guess yourself. Always go with your gut, and, you know, I did when I said we're going to go for two, right. um, taking into account everything, and, uh, you know, um, obviously we'd like to win the game, and, and hopefully it would have worked out that way, but I think there's, you can learn from it, and, and um, you know, we can become better, and hopefully our guys learn to execute uh it's a tough lesson to learn when you lose a game because we didn't execute it the right way. But I think that, and, and you know, defense on that last drive, same thing. We had some breakdowns and assignments, 
um, some duplication. But as our guys start to see this, that they start to realize that uh, hopefully we can put guys away early and it doesn't have to come down to the last drive. It'd be nice to, you know, win comfortably. I don't have a problem with it. So that's, uh, yeah, we don't have to save it for the last drive. And I think you said the last time, let's just tell Date, let's just tell Taysom that this is the last yeah, drive of the game, every drive. Yeah. And maybe I'll just tell him we'll go for two every time. As we head to break, and by the way, Fred Warner's coming up right after uh, this break. Uh, coach referenced uh, how Jake's kicking. And, and uh, for a lot of folks who are kind of maybe either concerned or wondering how the kicking game would be this season, here's BYU through two games, four or four on field goals, and Jake's three for three, including two in the 40s. And BYU's not been a team in the last number of years, Kalani, going for field goals even in the 40s, let alone making them. And he looks like he's got plenty of leg. Yeah, and I give a lot of credit to Ed. Um, you know, Ed Lamb's a great coach and getting our, our special teams ready. And I think that you, do take, you have to take into account uh, some of the things that he did with a kickoff game. I mean, we, we kicked the ball off and put him down inside the 20 quite a bit. And our punt coverage was good. They have a, a dangerous yeah. punt returner, and uh, their return game was really, uh, you know, we, we handled it. And I thought uh, special teams-wise we did pretty good. So uh, Ed and, and the specialists did a great job doing their job. Okay, Fred Warner is next. Uh, fans, come experience 100% pure, authentic Hawaiian food at Big Island Sam's, located 133 South State Street in Linden. We are taking a break. We're brought to you by Ken Garp, Nissan, Honda, Volkswagen, and University Parkway. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Bounces off a tackler. Stays on his feet. He's going to go. Touchdown. Now let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're live at the President's Lowe's here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. And please welcome to the program, first time this season, junior linebacker Fred Warner, everybody. Fred Warner joining us. Fred, out of the San Marcos, California, it's already his junior season, which I yeah, can't believe. Man. Is it flying by for it's, you, Fred? It has flown by, for sure. Everybody always tells me that, and it, it, it has, really. Now, Kalani, it's your first season with this guy. Tell us what you appreciate about, about him as a player, linebacker in particular. He's a great player, and um, you know the, the way that he is with Troy as a big brother, he does that for our whole team. And so you can tell he's, uh, he's really mature, and uh, he has great leadership skills, and, and the guy plays great football i mean arizona tested him and then they started going away from him and he was kind of bored the second half <laughs> and so i think he kept asking to switch sides you know but uh bless me a little bit yeah but uh, uh fred's a great player he has great talent and i said it before he's an even better young man and, and it's a pleasure to have him on the team did you and troy play together a little bit in high school too we did we uh my senior year his sophomore he got pulled up to varsity and we won our first championship for the high school that year what was it like to have a brother on a championship team him being the young kid and you being the uh, grizzled veteran there you know in, in high school it's a little it's a little harder to to i think get pulled up and then compete at, at right away and uh and do well but he did you know and he's done that so far here and so it's good to see him. so he was probably at his best once you were already here and you're having to kind of follow him once he is junior <laughs> and senior seasons yeah exactly yeah yeah what makes him strong by the way as as a corner and and how do you see his career developing here at byu i think just his overall athleticism as a as a cornerback has helped him so much here he's learned a lot of different techniques and fundamentals uh from high school that i don't, I don't think a lot of our corners may have had the opportunity to learn so that kind of propelled him 
um, into being the player that he is now. And so, uh, you know, he's, he's done really well. Fred, you had choices on where to go play your college football. Right. So what is it that brought you here to BYU? Man, it's just uh, I, I get this question all the time, and when I got here, this is the only thing I heard 24-7. <laughs> so you've kind of got it ready then. Huh? And so I, I, I've, oh, I've heard it all three years uh, so far. But <laughs> the thing I always come back to is when I took my visit here, and I'm walking around campus, and it was just this feeling that I got that it just didn't match anything else I had ever felt. And so when I when I had that feeling, and it came down to at the very end, I had to re- revert back to that to that feeling I had, um, and you know that's how I made my decision. Kalani, Kalani, do you hear that a lot about your guys? Yeah, I mean, and and, and um, I felt the same thing when I came here, you know, on a trip and. So, I mean, that's that's what BYU is, a special place. And when you have a fan base as great as we have, I mean, it's hard to turn this place down. And so that's what Fred felt. And, and you know, I think he knew that he was going to have a coach come later on that he can hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, way, you know. I'm just trying to fish for compliments. <laughs> See, that's why they tell you you don't, you don't pick a school for the coach because you never know. Uh, but, uh, trust me, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be here as long as I can. I want to be the Polynesian Lavelle Edwards. <laughs> so he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. So. Yeah. Well, uh, Fred... <clears throat> Tell me a little bit about the unity that you guys have as linebackers and your staff, I mean, in the grouping that you have. Well, it's so unique, The you say linebackers, because, you know, I was the only guy coming in who had experience playing linebacker uh, for our, for this defense, right. for this team. And so having Francis and Butch come in and play the way they have has been just so awesome. And Butch, you know, I'll talk about each of them right now. Butch is one of those guys where I don't get to see him during the game, but, you know, sometimes I'll be running around, I'll see him just whack a guy. Yeah. I'm like, there he goes, Butch, you know, and I <laughs> I know, I know exactly who it is. Well, he's one of those guys that you go in after the, the day after the game. You want you want to watch film to see what he did. Uh, and Francis, you know, I don't want to blow up his head more than it already is, but uh, he's one of the best athletes on the team, and you saw you could see it on the field. He made that one-handed catch uh, for the interception towards the end of the game, and they're you know they're both just outstanding athletes and players, and I'm, I'm glad they're on the field. Francis has two picks in two games, and both really athletic, uh, both at sidelines, by the way, and he's able to make those plays. And then uh, Butch has just been hard hitting. Butch was uh, our guest on the show here last week, so going uh, back-to-back linebackers week to week and getting good stuff from both Butch and now Fred Warner. We'll take a short break. We'll have more from Fred. Folks, we'll tell you, and by the way, uh, once again, a thank you. Uh, for the fans who are here at the President's Lodge, before the show tonight, uh, you were fed by our good friend Cam from Bam Bam's. Uh, Bam Bam's providing dinner. Cam. And so it's a good chance for me to tell you all that uh, Bam Bam's Barbecue is authentic Central Texas right here in Utah County. Bam Bam's does barbecue the right way. Low and slow. Bam Bam's located at 1708 South State Street, Norm, and sometimes right here in the President's Loge on the uh, nights of the Satake Show. Uh, hashtag Satake Show on social media. Hashtag Satake Show for uh, questions that we'll take later in the program. And if you're watching us right now on uh, Facebook Live, on the BYU Football Facebook page, folks, turn around, wave at the camera there, wave to Brandon at the camera. We are live on Facebook Live. We're back with more BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. It's time for a touchdown! Once again, here's Greg Rubel. Brought to you by Ken Garf, Nisa, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We are live at Lavelle Bridge Stadium's President's Loge. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, and our guest tonight is BYU linebacker Fred Warner. Fred, I mentioned out of Southern California, between San Diego and L.A., right? 
San Marcos, a little closer to San Diego than LA. Yeah, a little closer than San yeah. Diego, yeah. But uh, UCLA, USC, the whole SoCal school situation with the Bruins coming in uh, this weekend, what kind of emotions do those games against UCLA, like the one last year at the Rose Bowl, bring up for you? So I played uh, on a 7-on-7 team that was in LA, and so I played with a bunch of players who were talking about wanting to go to different Pac-12 schools, and so obviously when I made my decision to go to BYU and I had all these Pac-12 offers, they're, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, have, I have friends who are on UCLA. Who are a couple? Uh, Jordan Lasley's a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Fisher, what's his name, Denzel Fisher, cornerback. Uh, so it's just different yeah. guys. I have a guy from high school who, who's a walk-on. Uh, his name is uh, Brad Sachowski. Uh, so I, I know a few guys. Well, the, I think he's a receiver, too. Yeah, he's a receiver, yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a fun game, you know, knowing that I, I know so many people on the team. Now, these guys were saying, man, you're going to BYU. You have all these Pac-12 offers. And you said, hey, I, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. Yeah, it, it's always, that's, how, that's how recruiting goes. You know? What's your recollection of last year's game at the Rose Bowl? Uh man, it was a it was a tough game. I remember their running back being very good. They Perkins. Very good, Perkins, Paul yeah. Perkins. Uh, he was now at the New York back. Giants. Yeah, yeah. So they, I know they had. I just saw something on Twitter about how they have like ten guys on NFL rosters now. So they've they've lost um, you know some good some good players on their team, but they still uh, returned like their entire secondary and a lot of different yeah. different guys. <laughs> and so um, you know they still have a very good team this this season. Well, it's a real challenge, but uh, the whole season starting this year is kind of a challenge when you're playing those three Pac-12 teams, mm-hmm. and uh, it really is something that you guys had to get ready for early, right? Yeah, uh, you know, guys, were all, we were joking around saying that we might win the Pac-12 South yeah. uh, <laughs> if we went all first, first three of our games. Obviously, uh, you know, we lost that chance, but uh, we're very excited for this game. You know, coming back to Lavelle Edwards is, is always exciting. It took week three to open here at home, but here it is. Uh, yeah. It's Coach Satake's first home game, and uh, as players, something I hear a lot from the guys is they want to win as much for Coach as, as Coach wants the wins to happen for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, being here in Provo is a special deal. You know what it's like on a game night. It's been a while for Kalani since he's had a true game night as a, as a Cougar here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What do you hope uh, uh, happens Saturday night, Fred? Yeah, well, I'm sure everybody's noticed. You know, Coach Coach Satake, he's completely flipped. He's completely flipped the program just the, in the excitement of what everybody's feeling. I'm sure. I'm sure this place is going to be packed out even though uh, the result wasn't what we wanted last weekend. Um, they're excited to see us for this week and see what we have against a, you know, a good Pac-12 team. And, uh, you know, all of us are excited for, you know, just to interact with the fans and fly around out on the bill. Well, uh, Rosen's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but uh, last year he was 11 for 23 for like 110 yards. Mm-hmm. And so he's a little inconsistent. So tell me what you think about playing against a guy like uh, he's supposed to be the number one pick in this draft after this year. Yeah, you know, he, he obviously gets a lot of attention, uh, you know, on just on social media or just in the media, I guess you could say, uh, which is it's well-deserved. You know, he's a very good quarterback, good arm. Um, but, you know, he does have those in- inconsistencies when he's getting pressured. Um and I think that, that I think that's something that we need to bring to the table this game. If we uh, make him uncomfortable, he's not going to be able to make those throws. Last thing for you, Fred, perhaps might be about how you see this defense in particular developing and. Uh how strong a group it can be compared to maybe previous defenses you've played on and, and how much you hope you can carry the team as a defensive player and players. Yeah, uh, I mean, just through the first two games, you can obviously tell that we like to make a lot of turnovers, which is awesome. I think to win games, that's what you need. Uh, I think the biggest thing that we need to improve on right now is just our mental toughness towards the end of the game, just making sure that we're assignment sound. That's something that's been uh, brought up a few times. Uh, but, you know, having we have all the guys that we need uh, and, and some, 
uh, in depth. And so I feel like I feel very confident in the players we have. Kalani, what do you foresee for Fred Warner this year and next? You got you got him for two more years here. Are you this year and next at least? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he he's, he better come back next year. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be here. No, I, I mean, he he he's a great player, and I, I think that stats won't really um, tell you how how much of an influence he has on the field. Um, because people just try to stay away from him, and he's so versatile that we use him to cover slot receivers, tight ends, and then also use him to go against tackles. I mean, he he's, he can do he can do everything because he uh, and you know he's so big and he's talented. He can run, and so and he's an athletic kid. So uh, we ha- we use him at so many different spots, and um, he's had the greatest attitude about it. You know, not worried about stats, but uh, his presence allows us to have all those turnovers and allows us to get those picks and those fumbles. I mean, he's so active. And sometimes it hurts in his own category of statistics. But um, people notice that he's on the field because, I mean, he, he makes a huge impact. People have to go away from him, check away from him. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, big plays will come for him. It, it just happens. He just happens to find ways to make big plays. And he's a big-time, big-time type of player. He's a... I mean, we've had a, great, a bunch of them, like Kyle Van Noy and some others, you know, and he's he's definitely in that ballpark. It's been fun to call those plays you're talking about, yeah. and we're going to get the Warner brothers back on the field together soon at some point, we hope, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's uh, we'll find out game day, you know, uh, how that works. And, and um, I mean, we, I want Troy on the field too, you know, to have the Warner brothers. <laughs> I don't know. Can we say that? With <laughs> yeah, I don't know. they are. It's They're true. the Warner yeah, I'm just going to use the symbol, I guess. Exactly. Just no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No but symbols. yeah, be great to have them on both yeah. on the field. But uh, his health is the most important thing, and it's a long season, so we'll it'll be it'll be a game time decision. Looking forward to seeing Troy back. Been great to have Fred here. So once again, folks, Fred Warner with us on BYU football with Kalani Sitake. We're back after this. BYU football with Kalani Satake is back on the air, back on Facebook Live here at Lavelle Bridge Stadium's President's Loge. We're brought to you by Ken Garb, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. Also sponsored by Smith's. When you shop at Smith's, getting more for your money is simpler than you might think, and you'll earn fuel points to help you save at the pump. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Last few segments of the show, we like to open it up for some questions, some BYU Q&A for the coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. We're going to start it off with a question from Twitter. came to me on the hashtag Satake Show. Then we'll get to our audience member questions with intern Chase here in a second. Uh, William asks, uh, what are you, Kalani, looking forward to most about your first home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as BYU's head coach? I'm just seeing the stadium full of fans. I mean, that's uh, it's, it's going to be perfect timing for us. I mean, we had a lot of fans at the Arizona game, but it's just going to be nice to have the whole stadium packed with our guys, you know. So um, I know our players are excited about it, and, and uh, it's a great opponent. So um, I'm just looking forward to our players getting another opportunity to play again and uh, to, you know, basically improve on the, the mistakes that we made last week. Okay. Uh, by the way, it's going to be a striped uh, look at the stadium based on sections even and odd. You'll be wearing blue or white, and uh, it's a new initiative at BYU to rep the Y on Fridays. Wear the Y on the day before game day. So when you go to work, when you go to school on Fridays, make sure to wear something with the uh, with the Y logo on it. So rep the Y on Fridays every game week, especially day before game day. Let's go to intern Chase. Chase has some uh, audience members with questions for Kalani. Chase, fire away. We've got a question from Brent. Coach, um, what, if any, adjustments have been made um, in practice or in training as a result of the ejections last week? 
Well, I mean, we're, we're going to test our depth, but we have some really good players uh, at corner, uh, you know, for McChesney and also for um, for Kai at safety. So we feel comfortable with our depth there. Um, but, you know, we're looking at guys like Eric Takanaka, um, uh, you know, Matt Hadley, uh, Tanner Jacobson, and Zane Anderson, those four uh one of them is going to fill in, and I think I feel comfortable with um, that group to complement Micah Hanneman. And then at corner, we have a, you know, I think Chris Wilcox is doing some things as a true freshman, and a Diane Lake. Um, you know, we, we have a, you know, we'll, we'll see how Troy Warner comes along, and um, Isaiah Armstrong. We have we have some guys to work with. So Michael Shelton, yeah, yet no. Well, Michael Shelton will wait on it, and you know, nice plug, Mark. That was great. <laughs> but we have, I mean, there's there's enough players that we feel like we can last a half, you know, and we'll be excited to welcome the other two back. But, yeah, scheme-wise, um, I mean, it, it, there's always some adjustments that we make scheme-wise that will fit defending, um, you know, defending UCLA. And, and I think Coach Tuyaki has done a great job in the first two games, and I, I look forward to seeing what he has uh, planned for uh, the Saturday, and that, that's a great coaching staff, and I've, I've been really excited being in the meeting rooms and, and watching how they, they work. It's been fun to watch both offense and defense, and I think we'll be ready. So with Coach talking personnel a bit, it reminds me of a question I was going to ask you, and someone from Twitter had a similar question, so I'll ask it on behalf of both of us. Has Louis Lapawaho been lobbying you for some tackle-eligible plays to get him involved in the offense after last week? Because he was rumbling, and it's too bad that play was called back. That was fun to watch. Yeah, but I mean, he had the highlight film so I'm pretty sure he's watched every angle of it um, a, a bunch of times and um, yeah he, he's just a you know made a great play and, and uh, unfortunately we had a penalty on that play but um, he's a great athlete <laughs> but not that good enough for us to play tight <laughs> just thought I'd throw it out there uh, maybe that's a new two point play who knows yeah, we'll see. There you go. backfield lead back alright uh, Chase who do we have next a young man with you alright we got a question from Drake right here uh, Coach, who is your favorite football player as a kid? Oh, my favorite was uh, Walter Payton. That's why I wore the number. Um, that's my NFL player, but uh, my favorite uh, Cougar was uh, well, a bunch of them, but Kurt Cuvier, I loved loved watching him play. And uh, Lake Hemuli, those are my guys. You know, and then every quarterback that played here. So, yeah, I mean, even the backups, like Blaine Fowler. <laughs> Jordan Naylor on Twitter. What are the best Tongan words to yell at refs? I don't know. I think I use a lot of them. That, that, that game. No. I mean, it was they, they they weren't kind words, but they weren't too bad. I mean, they're, they're, I was just speaking the truth. They were words know. of passion at the time. At the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me. I mean, I I know the cameras aren't were on me, so I was, but I was just one. I wanted to make sure that they heard me. I think they did. And, you know, I apologize. I won't get another penalty again as long as refs do their job. <laughs> a little qualifier at the end. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, one more question before the break. Chase, who do we have? We got Scott right here with a question. Coach, we've seen a lot of players switch from offense, offensive side of the ball to defensive side of the ball and be really successful without giving away any game plans in the future, but... Do you ever see anyone switching from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball, like a Troy Warner or a 
seeing Corbin Kafusi again at tight end or something like that. They've all tried. Even even Fred's tried to switch over and do some 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 stuff on the other side. And um, we're going to do whatever it takes to win the game. You know what I mean? And and um, uh, we're always going to try to get the best eleven on the field. And that's why we made the switch for Francis and Butch going over there. And I, I think that some people question it, but now uh, it's pretty obvious. We knew that in time they'd be able to see what we see and. Uh, we've always done that, and I always want to try to find the best 11 on the field. We moved Solomone Wolf Graham from tight end to D-tackle because I think he can um, develop into a great D-tackle. Our coaches looked at it, and, and he kept gaining weight. And so, um, you know, we're, we're always going to look at guys and as their body matures, find the best place for them. And obviously we had, there's a lot of playmakers on the other side like Troy and and tall ones like Corbin, you know. So we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. Corbin lobbied pretty well with that, that fake field goal, but... Um, yeah, we're, we're basically not going to give away the game plan, but we're going to try everything we can to win games, and that means trying different personnel and having different packages on the game. We'll do that. We're heading to the break, and we're brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway, where they love the sounds of Cougar wins and the voices of satisfied customers. Coach, you mentioned uh, Walter Payton was 34. That's why you chose 34. In my mind, I'm seeing Kurt Govea as a 34, too. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, so a couple of 34s that you really liked. Yep. And then I yep. wore 23, and that vice again, Hemel wore 23. I wore that my freshman year. That's for... Um, a trivia question later. Okay, right? good. So a few weeks so. from now, once you've all forgotten, we'll, we'll, we'll trot that one back out again. <laughs> no one will get it. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> he was a 34. He, he played football? <laughs> yeah, no, no. We'll take a break. We are back with more BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and Facebook Live. Can you? You're tuned to BYU football with Kalani Sitake. He's ready to catch at the 30. It's going to go. Touchdown, Cougars. Now let's rejoin Greg Rubel. We are on Facebook Live. We are on KSL News Radio. We are on BYUCougars.com slash live radio. We are BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We are back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the President's Lodge. More Q&A. Your questions. Coach Satake's answers. Intern Chase has the wireless mic. Who are you with, Chase? We got Chad here with a question. Hey, Coach. Uh, like all BYU fans, we were heartbroken with the loss to Utah, but we loved how hard the team played and tried to win. Uh, what do you think will it will? What do you think will make the difference in next year's game to get back to our winning ways against Utah? Being home will help, and um, you know we'll, we'll have. Um, I mean, we had the off season to get get ready for this season, and I think having a year under our belt and having another spring ball and another off season, we'll, we'll be able to get our guys developed a little bit more, and uh, we'll be ready. I mean, I. Looking forward to that. Obviously, we have, we have you know some other games that we have to play before that, but um, yeah, I mean our, our guys are anxious, and, and uh, we're going to invite all our seniors back for that game when we play next year. Okay, we've got one more question. I hope here from our live audience, uh, Chase. Go ahead. We've got one question from Leela. My mom is a youth fan. How can I get her to be a BYU fan? <laughs> <laughs> You just love her a lot, and uh, and and as long as you have her watch the Cougars, she'll fall in love with the team. I promise you, because uh, your dad must be a BYU fan. Yeah, so um, yeah, she'll 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 find her way. It took took me ten years to come back and just be patient. <laughs> Good question, great answer, folks. We'll take a break. We'll come back and look ahead to UCLA on Saturday. Once again, this is BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. This 
BYU football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. It's intercepted! The Cougars have it! Once again, here's Greg Rubel. Looking for some fun in your life? Book Kona Ice for your next event, the coolest shaved ice truck around. Visit them online, www. You almost don't need that nowadays. Kona-ice.com. That's Kona Ice. Folks, we're back at Lavelle Bridge Stadium's President's Loge for BYU football with Kalani Sitake. It's our final segment of the show. Title sponsor is Ken Garf Nissan Honda Volkswagen on University Parkway. I've gotten a couple of questions about this, uh, Coach. Have you seen the video today of the eight-year-old Australian kid playing rugby? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who hasn't? Okay. So this thing's this thing's gone viral already. And yeah. uh, Garrett asked on Twitter, um, "He's only eight. Have you thought about offering?" I felt bad for the other kids. <laughs> they were getting just trucked. Yeah. I mean, the, the impressive part is he was out running a lot of them. So yeah. There, was, I don't some, there was some speed to it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I mean, eight years old is kind of young. Yeah. I think it's okay for baptism, but I don't know for an offer yet. But, um, yeah. I, it's... Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, okay. We have, we have 30 seconds left uh, okay. with you. Let's take a quick look at UCLA. The Bruins come in one and one. Uh, what impresses you about them uh, and what has to get done Saturday, do you think? They're well coached, and uh, they have a lot of talent and athleticism, and it's going to be a lot of fun because uh, when they put it together, they're a dangerous team, but so are we, you know, and, and um, we get to be in front of our home crowd against a really quality opponent, and, uh, you know, Coach Morrow does a great job with that with that that crew and so i mean an explosive quarterback and we have a pretty good defense so we'll see uh, what happens and i think once our offense gets clicking we'll be we'll be a dangerous team like i said before all right six o'clock pregame eight fifteen kick right here the first home game of the kalani satake era it's going to be fun cougars and bruins be back here on saturday folks that's going to do it BYU football with kalani satake on the new skin cougar img sports network and facebook live good night everybody You've been listening to BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. Tonight's show has also been brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Tune in each week for the latest on BYU Football with Coach Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network.